Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Hey everyone. How's everybody doing? We're so glad. Everybody who's listening right now online or maybe watching this, we're so glad right now that you're pouring into yourself. Come on, give them a huge hand. So glad you guys are right with us. Um, I want to share a, a little bit and just and just remind us again of how important it is to pour into yourself. Uh, all of us in here are leaders. All of us in here or listening lead in some capacity. And uh, whether it is maybe at your job or here at church or you're leading your family or there or there's businesses or friendships or relationships, that all of that stuff has leadership intertwined in it. So no one is exempt from the leadership thing. We're all leaders in some area and just leading yourself. And all of that requires energy. And so what it does is after you've led for a while, if you don't pour in, you start scraping the bottom of the barrel. And when you start scraping the bottom of the barrel, it's not pretty what comes out of that. You know what I'm talking about? You get the end dregs of uh, how you're treating somebody. You get the very end bottom of how you're leading somebody right now. And so it is imperative that you keep filling up. It's imperative that you keep spending time with God. It's imperative that you join us in prayer. It's imperative that you're in this room or listening right now because you're pouring into yourself. You are, uh, you're kidding yourself if you think you are too busy not to pour into yourself. Yeah, that's right. You're kidding yourself. It's just not going to work out and pretty soon you will burn out and you'll, and you'll start asking questions. How did I get here? And a lot of times we get here by not valuing how much I just need some good stuff to spur me on. The, the, the whole uh, lie is that we can all uh, believe is that, well, I'm just not doing very well lately, but I'll, I'll get it. That's a huge lie. No, that's a huge lie. The best thing, one of the best things that you have in your vehicle is a gas tank meter. Right, right. Your gas gauge. That's one of the best things. Because that's the one thing that keeps you yeah. going. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's the one thing that keeps you going because you know, uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Now, some of you run it a little lower than others. <laughs> there is no judgment here. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, I, I don't like the feeling of, ooh, ooh, I don't like some of, some of you like live in that, spare, uh, that area of faith and um, God's just going to multiply my gas kind of thing. I, I, uh, so I, I, I'm not living there. I'm just telling you the best thing that you can do is understand I'm a little low. Yeah. And and I gotta I gotta get somewhere to get to get to get filled up. That was just uh, introduction. Okay, um, let me read. <laughs> let me read this uh, scripture. Um, this is First Peter chapter five verse thirteen. Everybody ready? You guys good? Okay, we're gonna get into this for the next ten minutes. First uh, Peter five thirteen. Your sister church here in Babylon sends you greetings. And so does my son, Mark. First go around on that scripture, you're like, cool, right? Nothing to, uh, this is the only thing that jumped out at me, is your sister church in Babylon. 
I want to talk about building something in Babylon. Because Babylon was synonymous to everybody who was reading this at this moment, especially in the Jewish community. Babylon was synonymous with that's where things go go to die. Babylon was synonymous with that's where we had to go into captivity. That's where we went where nobody can serve God anymore. That's where we went where they served all these other gods. That's where we went where we were actually in trouble. We had to go to Babylon where we couldn't serve God. In fact, they made us worship another idol. And if we worship that idol, we could live. If we didn't worship that idol, we'd die. Babylon was not a place that you would think a church would be. And I was looking at this and I was realizing that there is, there's something really important about this little piece that there's a church in Babylon because we uh, tend to think that um, it it is where we, uh, if we just had a better opportunity somewhere else or if we just had a better place or if we were, if there was more people coming around in my business right now or maybe I need to move my business to this thing or maybe if my family was in this school or maybe if I was, and and it's all about changing location and it's all about changing different things, not understanding that God can actually build a life-giving church right Right in Babylon, where it was synonymous with, no, there's no way that could ever be there. That was where we all went to die, and we had to leave there so that God could actually do something. No, that's actually not the truth. There's actually something that God can do right in the middle of Babylon, and we there is no dead ground when it comes to God. There, there is no bad ground when it comes to God. There is no place that says, no, God can't uh, grow a living, breathing, growing church right here. There is no place where you say, well, I'll never have a great marriage like this. I'll never have a great business like this. I'll never have a family like this. I'll never, because I, I, I didn't have the traditions that everybody else had, and I don't have the help that everybody else had, and I'm in a place that feels like dead ground right now, and God can do Uh, and bring something so alive in a place that feels like dead ground, that feels like, no, that's where everybody went to die. And there is a growing, thriving church right in the middle of Babylon. So we can build it in Babylon. Wherever your Babylon is, wherever, it's such a weird word, but I kind of like saying Babylon, you know, it's just, it's wherever you feel like, oh man, if we just move from this place, no, God can actually grow something there. That's right, that's right. Because it's not about your, it's definitely not uh, where we start looking at, well, it's just where, uh, where where it is, so we're so worried about the place but we're not so worried about our position. Wow. Wow. And so many of us worry about our place instead of our position. Wow. Wow. Because God can grow something in every place. Right. But if we're not positioned for that, then maybe the church doesn't grow in Babylon. And so let me just spend a couple of times talking about some, uh, just a couple of minutes talking about some positions. Can you position yourself to take some hits, not claps on the back? Can you position yourself to take some hits, not some claps on the back? 
meaning that you're in a fight. And just because you have some hits does not mean you're in the wrong place. Yeah, just because you've taken some hits does not mean that you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Like you're in a fight. That's right. But some of us, we aren't comfortable unless we're getting all the claps on the back. Wow. Yeah. That's what we need. Because, and listen, I love our church. It's such an encouraging church. Man, you come in here, you're going to hear right, right. The, the most encouragement you've heard in your week. You come in here, you're going to hear all of these good things. In fact, so much that people think like, y'all are like not real people. Yeah. And you're just trying to fake me out. And I got your number. But if you hang out here long enough, you realize, oh, they actually really mean it. Okay. Yeah. There are real people here that actually want to encourage you. That stuff is needed in our world. Yeah. There is a the difference between getting encouraged and living for encouragement. Good. Good. There's a Good. difference between those two things. There's a difference when you start uh, when you start living for the applause of people and you start living for the claps of the back and Come you start on. living for the right. people always telling you you've done a good job. There's a difference between living there and living and, and understanding that everybody needs encouragement. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being encouraged. There's everything wrong with needing somebody to yeah. tell you that you've done a good job so you feel yeah. like you're a real person. And so you gotta you you gotta kind of switch your position. If we're gonna build a church in Babylon, we gotta switch our position to take on some hits instead of always just need claps on the back. So what what I'm what I'm trying to say is let's get a little tougher in the best sense of the word. Let's just get a little tougher in the best sense of the word. Not tough to people, but tough in our spirit. Yeah. Kind of like, hey, I can, I can kind of uh, ride through this. All right. Um, can you position yourself for longevity, not a microwave move? Mm. This is another position that we need to be in. If we're going to build something in Babylon, we need to position ourselves for longevity, not a microwave move. Have deep Roots. Be good with the long yeah. haul, with how you live. Right now is culture, not faith. Yeah. Right. I just got to say that again. Yeah. Right now, when you, we live in a culture that needs things right now, celebrates if you can get it to me yeah. right now. Uh, that's where everything moves towards is right now. And if we don't get it right now, we will search for whatever will get us right now. I've got to tell you, we are counter-cultural in church. We are, I'm not trying to bash anything. I am trying to get all of us to see we live counter to this culture, meaning that things in your relationship with God might take time. Real good things in your family that you're believing for might take time. Things in your business that you're believing for might take time. Things that you're believing for in a financial move might take time. And if you want to build something in Babylon, you got to be okay with the long haul and not a microwave move and not a get it to me now and not you have to be okay with just hey I'm gonna set up and I'm believe my roots are gonna go down deep and even though I might not see something roots are down underneath right now growing really deep and moving in such a way that I know it's gonna yield something in the future and future is always where faith lives Future is where faith lives. And, and we all know that right now is actually a poison to faith. Yeah. 
right now is a poison to faith. And the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So can I say, again, if we're living for right now, it's impossible to please our Father. If we need it right now, it's impossible to please our Father. Can you position yourself for humility, not know it all? Can you position yourself for humility? If you want to build something in Babylon, you got to have humility. Not a know-it-all. Ask more questions instead of come with all the answers. Ask more questions instead of having all the answers. And also, when when I'm talking about questions, there's a difference between uh, asking a question and being questioning. Because you might think you have some humility, but really you're just being questioning. What about this? What about this? What about this? What are, and there's pride all up in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is a difference in your spirit of asking questions and being questioning. Mm-hmm. And letting that humility say, man, I just don't know all of this stuff. There's nothing wrong. You can be confident and have humility at the right. same time, right. just so you know. Right. You can be confident and have humility. In fact, some of the most confident people I know are covered with humility. Because they know who they are. They know what's going on in them. And they don't need to shout it from the rooftops. And they don't need everybody to see them for who they are. Or, man, if I could just get a platform, then I really, everybody would really see who I am. The most confident people I know are the people that are in the corners, that are in the background, that are willing to serve, that are willing to not have their names known. It's the people that have a lot of talent, but they don't inflict that talent on other people. It's the people that have this humility that says, man, if my number's called, I'm ready to go, but I just don't need to push myself out there. I'll let the Spirit of God do that thing. That's awesome. Uh, can you position yourself? It goes along with this other one. Can you position yourself for service, not lights? Everybody kept trying to get Jesus in the lights. Let's, let's get a bunch of people to push you so you can be the new king. So you can bring a revolution. So you can, we, we will all follow you, Jesus. You get up there. He kept trying to, sh- oh my gosh, show, show him all the miracles you can do. Uh, do that. I mean, you did that for 5,000. Maybe you can give like 30,000 people food. Then we'll really start something big. They kept trying to push Jesus in the light. And what did Jesus kept trying to do? He kept getting lower and said, I got I to gotta wash your feet. He kept yeah. hanging out with the lepers. He kept hanging out with the blind people. He kept hanging out with the people that everybody else forgot. He kept hanging out with the people that religion pushed away. He kept hanging out with the lower people and kept trying to get out of the lights and get into a serving position. And if you keep looking for big things and you keep looking for, oh, I need this and I need that and I need these lights on me and can I get over 300 Instagram likes and can I get this over here and if I get more followers and if I get a bigger group of people then I'll have 
have more clout and then I can really do something. I want to let you know that is not the culture that we're trying to build. We're trying to build something that's countercultural, and that thing builds a church in Babylon. If you want to get out in lights, you ain't going to build a church in Babylon. But if you're going to get something that you can get along, I'm just here to serve and I'm not caring about my name and I'm not caring about anything else. That service, man, God puts you at the front of the line and says you can be trusted with a lot because you will serve a lot. So we just keep serving. We just keep we just keep getting lower and lower and lower. And I keep remembering what Jesus said when he was washing feet. He said, if you can't do this, you can't have a part in who I am. So, so, so the, the, the only way here is service. Yeah. Right. The only way here is serving. The only way we can be yeah. a part of what God's doing on the earth is through serving. Yes. Can you position yourself for consistency, not control? Come on. Yeah. Come on. Can you position yourself for consistency, Come not on. control? Sometimes the only people who want to be consistent are only when they have control of the situation. Mm -hmm. But can you be consistent when you don't have a control? Can you be consistent and keep showing up? There is a power Mm -hmm. when you just keep showing up. When you just, when people can count on you. When people can, they're going to be here. They're going to keep showing up. They're going to keep being around. You want to build a church in Babylon? Hey, that's how you do it. That, that's how you do it. You, you're just consistent. You just keep showing up. You just keep showing up. You just keep showing up. Even when it seems like it's hard. Even when it seems like it's not doing anything. Even when you see like the ball is not moving. When you feel like I'm putting all this energy into it and it's not moving. Yes, it is. Because there's stuff that's happening under the surface. And there's consistency. There, there, I, I could go down leader after leader after leader in our environment and in our church. The ones that just kept showing up. Now all of a sudden are blowing up in all of their life. I mean, just wonderful things are happening in their life. And you're and, and everybody wants to run to them and say, what happened? What'd you do? What was the secret pill? The secret pill was nothing more than I just kept showing up. The, the Sunday that everybody wanted me to stay at home, I didn't. I got my butt up and I went into church. The Thursday morning when I thought, man, maybe I just need a little time to myself. I didn't do that. I came to prayer and then I came to leadership. I just kept showing up and I did it over and over and over and over and over and over again and it wasn't just a week and it wasn't just two and it wasn't just a month but it was year after year I just kept showing up and showing up and showing up and that consistency is what God uses that consistency is where where you see so much growth I'm just thankful I might not be I might not have the most talent and we might not have the most talent we might not have the most resources. We might not have all the things that we would want in anything. You might not have all the people you want uh, in your business right now. You might not have all the uh, people you'd like to hire, the people that you'd like to work for you or the team. You might not have the different things that you want in your family right now. Or you might, and you might feel like, man, I'm just in a really low position because I don't have all of these things. We, we might not have all of that, but you know what we do have? We have the ability to show up. Yes. We have the ability to show up. That's right. And just keep 
going and just be consistent. Everyone has that ability. And guess what? Over time, consistency wins out. Consistency will win out. That lie that keeps telling you, no, 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 you just, come on, quit. Come on, back off. You're working too hard. You're pushing too hard. You, you, you just, it's not working right. That, that, that little whisper that wants to knock at your consistency, push that aside, Sam, and keep showing up. Till God wants me to move. I'm saying I'm not moving on my emotions. I'm not moving on other people's words. I'm not moving on uh, pseudo wisdom that other people might give me. I am only moving when God says move. And when God says move, I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep being around because that consistency is what will build a church in Babylon. When everybody said no way. When everybody else would look at that and say, I mean, you think about it. Peter, why are you going to Babylon? Mm-hmm. Peter, you got a name in Jerusalem. Wow. 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 You got over 5,000 people. You preach one sermon in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Peter, you got a following. Mm-hmm. You got clout. This is, this is a letter from Peter, everyone. Mm-hmm. And he's writing to other churches. But he's writing from this church in Babylon. Where everybody else would say, Peter, there's no reason why you should be doing And he was in Jerusalem for a long time. I'm not saying he wasn't. All I'm saying is that this thing in Babylon did not make sense. But God consistently does things that don't make sense. And so let's be the church. Let's be the people. Let's be, as we walk into our life, that believes God for doing things that just doesn't doesn't make sense. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that, God, we would be able to build whatever we need to build in those places like Babylon. Father, wherever we are, God, help us to have the right position. God, not worry about the right place. And Father, I'm praying in Jesus' name for each and every one of us who's listening right now. Father, each and every one of us, God, that wants to feel that encouragement that comes from heaven. Father, I pray Mm -hmm. that this would build up our faith, that this would build up our hope, that God, we would be believing for new things and, and God, bigger things that we ever could imagine, not because we want our name in lights, but God, because we want to point to how wonderful and and great you are, how you do things out of nothing. Father, we trust that you are actually on the move and doing the things that need to be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.